Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? This is Lital, and this is the Didi and Lital Show. Hi, Didi. Hi, Dennis. You're coming back. Hello. Thank yes. you for having me again. Uh, that I is great. I need to plug that we are just in the morning before uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, before we forget, because we will dive into topics and go deep into this, but I completely forgot about it in the previous intro. The Patriots ha- were able to execute the worst, the worst play, I think, in, in football history. That, that play back was just so bad. And it shows why sometimes you need luck more than anything else. Because Tom Brady's Bucks had a horrible move of themselves. Basically, the long snapper hit the guy who was supposed to do the fake punt in the head, and he dropped it and it turned a bit to be a disaster. But the Patriots outshined him, and now nobody remembers that. You predicted that this is producer Dave, just reminding our listeners that Didi predicted this weeks ago. In fact, you referenced, you said this is their butt fumble. You were yes. off by a few weeks because this really is their butt fumble. This, right? is, the their butt, this yeah. is their butt fumble. I, I did predict a butt fumble there. Yes. Well, I want to remind everyone that uh, our sponsors are Oat and Hunters. And check us out at uh, Oat.io or Hunters.ai. Thanks for sponsoring us. And we have a lot of topics to cover, so we'll try to get into that. I want to start with, you know, uh, two things that I think are really related. I just finished reading a book that highly recommend everybody check out. Um, That's my fault. Bullshit Jobs. Yes. I feel a bit, I don't know. I, there was a certain point reading the book, Bullshit Jobs, that I felt a bit suicidal. Like I have to say, like it's so depressing. Um, you have to check it out. It's about uh, uh, a guy that, um, he wrote an essay, uh, I think 2017 maybe, um, he wrote an essay about some jobs just being bullshit jobs. They are there, but people know that they're not doing anything beneficial. And he didn't realize how big the phenomena is. Um, and there was a lot of follow-up after that. And he, he, some people put a survey and found out that a, about 30% of the respondents thought that they are doing bullshit jobs. So the job is not meaningful, if not contributing something for humanity. Um, and, and there are different types of jobs, either they're really doing something fraudulent and that makes it BS, or there's red taping, um, that's another one, or they are in a company that shouldn't exist, that the whole company is BS. And, you know, I, I want to link it to the new trend. Everybody's on chat GPT, AI is coming. You can generate now essays, texts, social media posts, stories, everything. So it's kind of like made me think, will this problem be solved? And soon there's not going to be bullshit jobs because AI will take over. And I have two of the people that are most allergic to BS work. (laughs) So I had to have you with me in the room to kind of cheer me up and tell me that uh, 
people should not do job that is meaningless. So I'll kick this off because Dennis will, <laughs> Dennis will appreciate this. So there's one bullshit job that I hope will never go away. Dennis and I are big fans of the, the show Silicon Valley. And what happened to Big Head, at some point, he was sent to the roof. To the roof. Which is what all technologists want to happen to them. That you'll get acquired by a big company and you'll be given a bullshit job that pays a shitload of money and the only reason that you're there is to sit on the roof in the day that the, the product that they bought will, bro will fall apart and you'll need to come and save the day. You, basically, all your job... You're like an e-stop, emergency stop, right? You, you break the glass, you press the button, if something goes really horribly wrong, um, you, you like uh, insurance, you have safety insurance. Exactly. And, and the basic is I want to have a bullshit job. And I also want to have the character to be able to collect money from a bullshit job. This is my, my failure as somebody that's allergic to communism. Because let's be honest, the thing that really invented bullshit jobs was the Communist Party. Because I needed to give a whole bunch of jobs to a whole bunch of people who are a bunch of my friends, and I needed them to do something to move shit around. No, nobody wants to have uh, unemployed people. You need to make sure everybody's busy. So exactly. you give jobs to the society. Otherwise, society breaks. Exactly. Uh, look, guys, you know... As a survivor of Soviet Russia? Yeah, as a survivor <laughs> of Soviet <laughs> Russia and uh, having seen uh, uh, bullshit jobs and, and just, you know, the miserable failings of, of communism, um, I'm also a believer that bullshit jobs uh, will never go away. Uh, it doesn't matter if AI is going to rise or if people going to refuse to, you know, going to try to get something more inspired, do more, something more inspiring with their time. Um, a lot of, you know, bullshit jobs are just a byproduct of people being stupid. And since that's never going to go away, so the jobs will never go away. So you're saying we will always need people to fix stuff that the other people do instead of I, I think having people not do it to begin with. I think that's one side of the coin. So basically, you know, you're taking the position as like, look, something stupid is happening here and we need something to cover it, right? Uh, so to this fix, is a job. cover, yeah. Uh, but another way to look at it, you know, um, somebody just continuously is doing um, something stupid and, you know, just making the job stupid, right? That That's kind of another piece of it too. So so there are, you know, two, two, two forces that uh, that force bullshit jobs to be created. So I'll give you an example of a bullshit job that makes everything bullshit. So, uh, as you know, in my family, you become a doctor or a lawyer. Doctors, unfortunately, are necessary evil because yeah, people get sick. Lawyers are, for me, one of good example of a bullshit job. You need, if you would not have lawyers, people can negotiate. But the more lawyers you have, you need more. You need more lawyers because they'll create more conflict to prove that you actually need them. So they'll accelerate the need for lawyers. I think the, the guy in the book calls them the goons because you create a job that if you don't have the bully to go threaten somebody else, you're, you're now at a disadvantage. So you've now created a, a whole class of jobs of people threatening other people, basically like goons, in a nice polite way to accelerate the, the need for those jobs. So why wouldn't you develop a software, AI, that will go and solve you know, two people fight with each other, they'll, they'll solve it, the argument uh, the way 
the AI was so, one. So, so let's say I develop some um, AI crushing, uh, lawyer crushing AI, right? Yeah. Um, and and D is is going to be the law company that that we're trying to crush. Uh, the obvious response, of course, is to hire somebody to develop, uh, you know, AI crushing AI to crush me, so I can't crush the lawyers, right? That's is just will continue to escalate, and then our the two jobs will become bullshit jobs. Because governments will want to keep those jobs alive. It's not only that. Think of the fact that there's also a need for us, specifically with the goon jobs. There's a need for us to punch somebody in the face. Just look at our kids playing hockey. Somebody needs to cross-check somebody. Oh, do you have that desire? Now, you can't do this in a non-regulated way. So you need that, those people that will go cross-check them verbally. Having software do this is just not gratifying. Well, you can have a software referee to stop the kids from over cross-checking each other. So that's an actual really interesting thing. So right now, for me, all the refs in all the sports are bullshit jobs because everything right now and speaking of speaking of the patriots and that stupid catch right now tennis has replaced the line referees with the machine sure you have sensors exactly cameras sensors exactly. everywhere why can't you replace all those line judges all the offsides in all the games think of all the offsides because we want the human being to make to look at the data coming from those machines and be the one to actually but the deliver the news. But the human is stupid. People, by definition, you know, IQ is a bell curve. So by definition, like Dennis, please, please make your statement because I, I love the way you explain it. Uh, Didi, I will take your lead on this and, uh, you know, <laughs> not not use foul language on your show. <laughs> okay. So Dennis says the following thing. Think of the most average person you know. 50% of humanity is dumber than him. That's the definition. So letting humans control things like being the, the referee in an offside, things that are easily, that, that it's clear are right and wrong, you should have an AI that deals with this. So, so, so t tell me the history of, of stupid jobs, at least, at least kind of how you guys perceive it. Is it jobs that were always stupid, right? Or, you know, what I'm hearing is maybe jobs that were not stupid, maybe were necessary, but then became stupid over time. But, you know, folks in who have those jobs or the, the ingrained interest uh, in those jobs, uh, you know, have a reason to protect them and, and to continue doing them, right? So I is there some kind of split between those two buckets or are there other buckets? I, I would really recommend reading the book because there are different kind of buckets of mm -hmm. stupid jobs. It's really interesting. One of the buckets are jobs that emerged with the service economy. So instead of, you know, most humanity that was sewing, building, manufacturing, doing actual non-stupid job there is nobody working in a manufacturing line that would feel that he's doing a stupid job because at the end of the day there is a t-shirt that he produces um so one of the main levels of people what if in you that, produce uh, a fidget spinner uh, yeah that's interesting there was a guy that was talking about uh, uh creating all kinds of christmas decoration stuff that felt that the it's not while he's doing things like the actual outcome is garbage uh but so that's a topic too that it depends on how people feel because you can say 
they're creating something that brings joys to people's life, right? Uh, fidget spinner makes people happy. I don't know, uh, fidget with something. Um, I think there is a level of people that are just in managerial rules, which we talked uh, in our Viking, mm -hmm. like if you don't actually produce, people that are only brought in to be red tape, um, people that are, that are a lot of exp examples in the book of uh, people that uh, the jobs are built uh, to recreate a process that is broken. The Didi and Latal Show is sponsored by ORT. In today's world, identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers. If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, with ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O-O-R-T dot I-O. The DD and Latal Show is sponsored by Hunters. Hunters helps your security team overcome data volume and complexity while significantly reducing false positives. Upwork uses Hunters' SOC platform to remain threat-focused. Because of Hunters, Upwork has been able to stop going through the daily repetitive task of looking at alerts and doing lengthy manual investigations. Learn more at hunters.ai. There are jobs, I'm thinking about jobs, you know, that are close to my heart because I'm in marketing. Um, I love you, everyone that is dealing with, you know, SEO and stuff. But if you think about it, it's a job that was created to feed some blogs and text into the Google bot. <laughs> it's basically human being writing stuff to serve a bot. Yes, it helps your company website rank and it helps sell your product. So you may say it's not BS, but can it be replaced with AI? Yes, now everybody's talking about those jobs going away with GPT because you can create a ton of those pages. So there are a lot of those kind of jobs. I think some are really needed and will stay. Some like the guys that write a bunch of cold emails uh, will go away because you can have the AI write those emails and automatically send them. If you're gonna spam, let the bot spam, don't spam yourself. So you mean that the BDRs will be replaced by ChatGPT? I think they're already being replaced by ChatGPT. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of automation going on around that and I would not recommend to use it. I think if you wanna sell, you need to be consultive, you need to create relationship with people. If you're gonna send a gazillion of e cold emails that are basically a chat GPT stuff, just forget about it. It goes to spam box. But, uh, but, uh, but let's go back to the topic. Can I ask you a question about the, the bullshit jobs? That, that you know, if, if, if I channel the, the capitalist inside of me, right? Uh, shouldn't, you know, the forces of the free market really like, squeeze out the bullshit jobs and and not like i understand that 
uh, it's not perfect efficiency or by, by any means, right? But either over time or or to some percentage, let's say 50%, 60, 70% of bullshit jobs should eventually just uh, shiver away. Uh, no, when Elon Musk comes in, that happens. No, so actually he discovered sometimes the necessity of the bullshit job because th- there's something that in terms of the bullshit job, the, the bullshit job sometimes masks a real problem. So if you're talking about a perfect company working in vacuum, things are awesome. Like WhatsApp that with very few people made an impressive amount of money because everybody was valuable and everybody was useful. If you let some things come into the process that already have a bullshit job part of them, sometimes yanking the bullshit out. Taking the people that are responsible for content moderation, for example, that he thought was bullshit, so he removed them. And then what happens? There is a certain expectation that there is some sort of moderation. So it's a, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I mean, can you take away everyone that is, and I'm not saying compliance and regulatory is bullshit, but sometimes it is red taping. And that's so this is this is where you and I kind of disagree. So for me, th- there's a way to do compliance that is bullshit, and there's a way to do compliance that is necessary. I'll give you an example from a completely different field because everybody understands this. There's a book in medicine called Harrison's that describes the basics of internal medicine. And it describes a guideline that if somebody comes in with certain disease, here are the steps that you expect to investigate this. Now we can go on your own and make decisions on your own. But if you fail, you will be prosecuted because you have not adhered to the standards. And when you fix a plane, there's a process that says, here's the book and you, here's the diagnosis process that you have to go through. And you have to go through this because otherwise a whole bunch of people die. With compliance, especially in, uh, in our space, in, in this industry, what we try to do is make it a bullshit job. So we bring in a bullshit auditor and we, give him, we have a bullshit person that gives him bullshit answers. But eventually... If you get hacked, like certain companies that... It just proved that it was bullshit, it right? Proves it, it actually proves oh, that it, it, was, it was bullshit, but eventually somebody... I, if you can see right now that the auditors, especially especially now there's the government is putting pressure on the auditors that they will have, and the cyber insurance companies have are putting pressure, eventually the compliance will be that you actually need to follow the rules. So if you say that you kept everything encrypted, you kept everything encrypted. If you made sure that everybody had a background check, you actually ran a background check. Speaking of bullshit jobs, background checks, that's a bullshit job. Because... It's automated, isn't it? Did you search the internet? No, no, it's not always automated. I I remember, you know, hiring a person and the background check would just run late. um, And it, it was taking weeks extra and it wasn't because the person was shady uh it was because uh it, it was a funny story um it was the end of the summer uh, or the summer just ended and uh the people who were replying to background checks were uh clerks clerk magistrates uh in various you know places uh, it was massachusetts massachusetts 
And the summer interns went back to school. Uh, so the people who had replied to background checks just weren't around. Um, so, you know, they, they didn't get time to get back to us. And that person had to start weeks later. Yeah. Okay. Um, or the fact that my background check, they couldn't talk to anybody in Tel Aviv University because, you know, you call somebody in Tel Aviv University and you say, uh, I want to run a background check. The common answer you get out of Israel is, fuck you. Um, I don't think the nice lady in the administration does said F you. Th she might have said something else. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think she said F you. I'm betting. She said maybe a polite F you, but, uh, <laughs> y y y you know, Israel is known for service and efficiency. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She probably said, I need to ask um, no, or, or, Sarah or, or call Zippy or, or call, uh, or call uh, in, 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 our, in our working hours, which is like, 9 a.m. Yeah, probably they just <laughs> called off hours and got the answering machine. Um, I want to make sure uh, that we don't run out of time. Um, I want to tie it back to job security, what we think is going to happen, and to cybersecurity. So let's go talk for a second about AI. I think a lot of people talked about chat GPT now can generate a lot of code can generate vulnerabilities can actually do a lot of you know using bots to scam people there's a lot of possibilities how much do we think it's a risk um so <laughs> what do we think so first vs code has copilot now for a while and the only people that have seen use it is the smart people that didn't actually need it the, the dumb people never knew how to use it effectively so it made you're saying that code that is generated might be more secure than code generated by human beings? No, I'm saying that usually I've seen that AI tools are used by the smarter people that actually... To make I it better. I, yeah. I think, you know, what Didi is, is, is talking about is, you know, we, you know, we try to become better at our job. We're trying to be become more efficient and we use various tools at our disposal. And um, the pattern that we've noticed over time, of course, is the folks who are already good um, they can take a lot more advantage of, of the new tools, of the new approaches uh, to make themselves even, you know, far more better uh, yep. than the folks who maybe weren't as good at their job to begin with. Uh, kind of the, you know, multiplicative effect they enjoy from, from new technology is, is not as vast. Um, so, you know, AI is, is helping people now. It's going to continue to help people who are very good, whether, whether for the good or for the evil and uh, it just you know technology changes world every day right remember the time before it was possible to uh you know go on the internet and search for something or before we had mobile phones uh in our pockets uh the world has changed and the world is changing again and and it's okay um it's it's just going to be the new reality and we'll live with it it will create some new jobs it will remove some old jobs um uh, the, the the pattern i think um at least I observed, is the world is going through significant changes. That's always been like this throughout history, right? You know, with with you know, you know, invention of electricity or um, you know the light bulb, rather. And um, just lately, the world is changing much, much faster. You know, yeah, the time, yeah, the time between the world being very, very different has has shrunk very significantly. And that that's going to continue to happen. Um, and sure, AI will will help bring 
about the law of changes. I, I'm not worried that the law of jobs will disappear. Um, some will, uh, some new jobs will be created and uh, there will always be some bullshit jobs if, if the job you used to do is not there anymore. Uh, so Lital is very worried about how would our kids deal with uh, chat GPT and submitting their homework? What do you think? Will teachers know if somebody submitted chat GPT homework? Depends on the kid. So <laughs> tell I'll the story. I'll, Dennis, tell, I'll, you tell, you, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, and th this was this was many years ago when it was in the mid '90s when I just came to the United States. There was a, there was a in this incident in the school, and what happened was uh, somebody submitted. Uh, it's a true story. Some somebody submitted um, an essay. Um, as homework assignment and the teacher looked at it and she it, she, it was in middle school read through the essay and uh, looked at the kid and said look um, you, you, you didn't do this um, and the kid said yes I didn't I um, I went on the internet and I got it from the internet and the teacher turned around to the class and said do you see kids people who get their stuff from the internet get the best grades and gave that person an A uh, and, and and it seems like really like silly right now. It's obviously was plagiarized, you know. Um, but it was back in the days where people kind of didn't get the internet. You know, the, the, there was no Google. Um, they right? thought it was amazing thing. Yeah, it was, was they thought this is abstract, amazing thing, you know. And maybe you know that meant going on the internet meant like you did some research, like you went to the you're library. And you, you're a genius, right? Uh, you know, it didn't had this connotation to them that they typed something in and the computer came back with, you know, an answer that of, of, of some essay somebody else wrote and you copied and pasted it. Um, you know, of course, you know, behavior like that would be looked at very differently today. But uh, this is where I think chat, you know, GPT is, is for people right now. It's, it's just this obscure thing and they don't know yet where to put it and uh, we will um, learn to use it correctly and abuse it incorrectly over time. It's just part of the new world. Part of the new world, creating security issues, solving some issues, uh, yeah. brave new world. We'd like to have more people enjoy the show. If you have topics or you want to be on the show, please reach out to Didi or myself on LinkedIn. Have a wonderful day. See you soon.